granddad business with Aaron Caliber. That's my dad. Hello. Underpants? That is hilarious. Shut your mouth, dude. Rate and review this podcast or my daddy will go into a deep depression. Welcome to Grown Dad Business. This is Aaron Kleiber. I am uh, once again doing this intro uh, on the road. I'm not being unsafe. Relax. Uh, but uh, yeah, I'm heading uh, out and doing some comedy. If you're listening this week, I'm in Little Rock, Arkansas. If you uh, are from around there, or if you have friends there, spread that around. Um, and then uh, next week, um, the second week of August, I think the 11th, through the 14th, I'll be at the Houston Improv in Houston, Texas. And then the third week of August, I have some shows in Chicago again, so check that out. Uh, or just, you know, stay abreast of that news. Uh, follow me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. I'll let you know exactly where those are, shows are going to be. And then uh, August 19th, Danny and Aaron bring the heat at Arcade Comedy Theater in Pittsburgh at 8 p.m. That's Friday, August 19th. And then the same night at Arcade Comedy Theater, Friday, August 19th, August 19th, 10 p.m. is Comic Wars, my stand-up comedy game show. So check those out. And uh, yeah, welcome to Grown Dad Business, episode buffing in thousands. I don't know. I, I, I think, I can't believe I'm already at like episode like 46, 47? I don't even know. Uh, but I wanted to do something. I was thinking about doing something special for my 50th episode. And, and I'm not sure what I want to do. Uh, it, you know what I mean? Because uh, uh, it's hard to get some celebrity friends on my podcast because uh, I'm headlining a lot more now. So I'm not like opening for a lot of famous headliners. But uh but yeah, uh, I'm thinking about doing something special. I don't know if that's with my kids. Maybe have my wife on. She's right now going, nope, nope. She's shaking her head listening to this, nope. Uh, maybe, I was thinking, maybe episode 50 is with my mom. Uh, and we can get deep and talk about some stuff. And I don't know. We'll see. Tell me what you guys think, what you'd like to hear uh, for episode 50. Um, but yeah. But uh, before we get started, before I introduce my guest this week, uh, let me know if you guys are also liking, uh, you know, I'm trying to go bi-weekly with uh, Jason Clark and I doing some grown dad topics and then having some guests every other week uh, because I want to have I want to have a show every week for you guys. I want to stay consistent and uh, I kind of like how it's a little something different each week. You know, we kind of go back and forth with an interview and then some grown dad topics with me and Jason Clark. And I think it's fun. If you have any grown dad topics you want to talk about, you know, comment, uh, send me a message, whatever, Facebook, Instagrams, the Twitters, uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, let me know if you have something me and you, uh, you want me and Jason to talk about because we pretty much bitch and complain about everything uh, and talk about all kinds of stuff. And... Uh, but anyway, I uh, just want to give a shout out real quick to uh, one of my sponsor partners, partner sponsors, who are really awesome. 
uh, Ignite Hospitality. If you're a comedian, musician, entertainer, you gotta check out Ignite Hospitality Services. They help barter hotel rooms for you really cheap. Um, I'm staying in Nashville tonight for $24. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Uh, if you ever you know, work at any clubs or you play any venues, that it's hard for you to get a hotel room or sometimes you uh, play a, a venue or a comedy club where the hotel room uh, looks like, you know, the bathroom in Saw, uh, then uh, you want to go through Adam at Ignite Hospitality Services and he will help barter you an amazing hotel deal. And uh, it's a little bit different. It's not like hot wire or anything like that. Just, just check it out, Ignite Hospitality Services. And also my favorite nerdy shirts in the world are from goodsandevil.com. Check out them for movie shirts, horror shirts, and a line of vegan shirts if you're into that. Uh, but yeah, goodsandevil.com. You can go there and save 10% on any order with the coupon code GROWNUP. And uh, yeah, check that out. And I keep giving shout outs to Kodiak Cakes um, only because I love them and my family loves them with all of our heart. So uh, if you are into eating some protein for breakfast, check out Kodiak Cakes. They sell them a lot of places. They sell them, at, uh, I believe they sell them at uh, Target now, but uh, we usually get big, huge boxes of them from Amazon. But uh, yeah, check out Kodiak Cakes. All right, without further ado, uh, we're gonna get to my guest this week, and um, it's a pretty cool guest. Uh, the guest this week is Guy Tory. Uh, I've worked with Guy a lot. Um, I've, I've, I've worked with him quite a few weekends in the last couple years. And we always have a good time. Uh, we always cut up and I finally, you know, uh, get a chance to sit down with him and talk on a podcast. We've talked before, but before I wasn't doing a podcast, but he is the younger brother of Joe Torrey, also a, a famous comedian and actor. And um, that's what Guy talks about. Guy talks about kind of following in his brother's footsteps. It's really fascinating. I mean, seeing his brother have a part in Harlem Nights and like wanting to go, you know, into acting and comedy as well, but kind of follow his own path. And, you know, it's really fascinating. You might have seen Guy Tori in um, American History X. He's been in the movie Life. By the way, if you haven't seen the movie Life, there are some of the greatest comedy scenes in the movie Life with Eddie Murphy, Martin Lawrence, Bernie Mac, Guy Tori. Um, I think, is Red Fox in that? I can't remember. But uh, some really great scenes in that movie. Overall, the movie's, uh, you know, it's good, not amazing. And, and uh, Guy talks about that a little bit. Um, but yeah, he talks about coming up through through comedy and never having kids. Um, and not, you know, not having kids in his, uh, in his plan. So it's really interesting and uh, how he grew up uh, in uh, Detroit. No, he grew up in St. Louis? Yeah, wait. Okay, now I'm brain dead. Well, you know what? Good thing uh, that the podcast is coming up. So you can... Um, you can listen to that, and uh, I I don't know what I even talked about in my own podcast. So, all right, enjoy my talk with Guy Tory, guys. Well, I'm here with Guy Tory. How Who? you doing? Guy Tory. Who is that? Guy Tory. Which one? Are you Joe? Wait, no, which one are Joe. you? <laughs> do people ever do that? People mix us up all the time, really? man. My I, mom still mixes us up sometimes, but she's 77 with cataracts. We're 78 with cataracts. Yeah, so. but I'm 35 with three kids, and I call my one-year-old daughter Luke sometimes. Okay. Like, well, I'm mixed she, up she, there. I'm she like, could look like a Luke, though. She, 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 you know. No, she's adorable. Okay. Little girl. <laughs> no, like, our parents do that. Uh, does that make you mad if people get... No, no I'm used to it. You it's guys, been happening before 
I we we even got to entertain. Probably like, when you're kids. Yeah. Well, because Joe was so bad in school. Oh, really? That I had his, the teachers I had that he had before me. Yeah. They just would have a memory of Joe being an ass, and then you oh, know, and then yeah. we look alike, and it's like you know. It's like they oh, would call yeah. me Joe. So it, it's been happening my whole life. What's the age difference? Four years. Oh, so that's like... Yeah. See, my sister and I are four years, and that's the same thing. Right. My sister would come up, and they were like, oh, you're Aaron's sister. Right. Well, this right. son of a bitch. Like, right. Yeah, Joe was very mischievous growing up, man. You weren't bad? No, I was actually a good kid, man. I was yeah. actually a really good kid. Why was Joe because so I bad? Just, I don't know. I saw... See, I was ah. smart. Right? Yeah. I was the five out of six kids. So I saw my four older siblings get their ass whooped for shit. Yep. And I was like, you know what? I ain't going on that road. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to learn from them. I know what not to do to get my ass whooped. I see. Yeah. See, it's always interesting. Like, I always say every time I talk to people uh, about their childhood, and I'm like, either your childhood was so messed up, or you had a bunch of siblings, and your right. house was full and crazy. You had a full house. We had a full house, man. It was weird because my mom and dad, you know, separ separated for a while yeah. before they got back together. Because my dad was a Vietnam vet. So, yeah. the, you know, the PTSD kind of like really you know, right. fucked his head up a bit. And my mom had to get away for a minute. Mm. So there were some times without Pops. Right, rough, right. You know? What you did know? he do? What Like, what did he, did he just leave, like, just go get away and work or just? No, he was just, no. I mean, first of all, I mean, when they split up, he was just going through, you know, PTSD. Sure. Like, you know, my mom couldn't take it. It was kind of unbearable to be yeah, around. Exactly. He was, you know, he started drinking and things. Right. And they started fighting a lot. And it right. was, it was definitely due to, you know, Vietnam. Right, right. So, you know, he, but he, he was, he was smart enough and man enough to say, you know, I got six kids growing up without a father. That's not cool. So he got back with my mom because we right. moved clear across the country. I was born in California. We ended up going to New York first. Yeah. And she didn't like how I was growing up in New York. We're fighting all the damn time with, you know, brothers and Puerto Ricans and shit. Right. So we ended up moving to St. Louis. That's why I always claim St. Louis. Right, yeah. So where were you at in California? Northern California. Northern Monterey. California. Yeah, Monterey, California. Oh, all yeah. right. That's nice. Yeah. But yeah. then then you moved to New York. Then I moved to New York City. How, how long were Queens. You, how long were you there? Ooh, I think I was there three, four years of my childhood. Yeah. Yeah, but very impressionable years, man, because it was like... We were fighting every day. We, we grew up in Northern California, right? Right. And we, you know, we're dark, dark as fuck. We got, yeah. you know, we. But was it still back then? But we it were was... sounding like white boys. We were like, hey, guy, want to play ball? Hey, dude. Yeah, I mean, was and it still like, like who are these niggas talking about? But out, out in California, you, did you kind of grow up in that, like, everybody's kind of cool and liberal? It was, and... It, was, it was an army base. We lived on base. Oh, yeah. So, so it was like everybody was everybody. Pretty acceptable. Exactly. Yeah. Very so then, liberal, very, very like L.A. Very, so then you go to Jamaica, Queens. Jamaica, Queens, and, you know, we were around <laughs> Puerto Ricans, like, Flacks, Jamaicans. We were around everybody. And we, we, yeah. we got cowboy boots on in the summer, high water <laughs> jeans and cowboy hats. And they're like, who's these niggas? <laughs> <laughs> they're like, you never heard of Mel Blunt? <laughs> who, who are these uh, you know, Wayne Brady-ass dudes? <laughs> do you know the Steeler Mel Blunt? Yeah, uh, who yeah all, famous Steeler. wore cowboy boots. Yeah, and all cowboy. the time. He made that. There's there's a funny story about how like he made that cool for black guys back right. in the 70s. Right. And that was like a thing for a minute. Right. And then and then it went away. And then Karl Malone came along. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Karl <laughs> Malone did sport. And he that. did the same damn thing. Tight ass jeans before. He had skinny jeans before they were skinny jeans. That's true. He Come was. on, had skinny jeans way back in the mid I, ni 90s. I now remember as like a middle schooler remembering pictures of Carl Malone yes. in a cowboy hat. Yes. That's yes. right. He's from Louisiana, so you know. That's right. Yeah, man. So then you moved. What, how old were you when you lived in New York then? 
I was from age like four to seven, basically. Yeah. So oh, three so that, years. Yeah, that's. I mean, those are impressionable years. So you elements. got kids, so you know those years. Oh, yeah. Are, yeah, those years are. That's that's a culture shock, though. When you growing up. Oh, absolutely. When you growing up on an army base where everything is manicured lawns and yeah. and a multi you know cultural right uh, setting, you know then you move to I, Jamaica Queens New York where we was in the hood. Like, yeah, no, I, hood. I and I, I feel like when people listen to this, they get little pieces of my life, right. because I always relate to people, but. Right. I grew up a white kid hockey player yeah, living you were in. White. You were really oh yeah, white. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like Donald Trump. And then, white. and then it was like we left an abusive <laughs> ch- household. Uh huh. And my mom knew ladies from work mm-hmm. and was like, "Look, there's this project co-op. It's cheap. You know, ladies from work will watch your kids." And I went in and I was like, "What are these black kids like? <laughs> I don't even." And right. I was like, and I was like, and I was I was acting up. Trying to be tough, getting fights. Right. And Get I told this. Oh, I, to, I told this story a couple ass. times. My first week, uh, it's like sixth grade of gym class. A kid named Rumpy. Yeah, sixth grade. He Rumpy. already got a nickname. <laughs> already got a nickname. I and and people from that I went to high school with, they know who he is. And I was just, you know, being an asshole because right. I was just trying to fit in. Right. He knocked me out. I don't remember hitting the floor. Damn. And I remember thinking that week, I go, you know what? Um, I'm not going to fight anymore. <laughs> I'm going to be funny. And that's what happened. That's I started funny. being funny to get along. That's funny. But I, I totally relate to that. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So then so then you moved to St. Louis when you, you were about seven, Louis, eight. Man. Seven, eight years old. Yep. Around that now, time. Now, was, how was St. Louis then? I mean, we, well, we we're grew up talking. in the hood. We grew yeah. up in, in St. Louis. So, like, we yeah. weren't, you know, my mom was a single parent raising six kids. Right. So, you know, we weren't, you know, she was making ends meet, man. I mean, it right. got it got rough sometimes. Well, six kids, I mean, yeah. Yeah, right. we, it got rough sometimes. Some of the things we had to do, man, was right. and and we had nothing to eat and things like right. that. My mom was doing the best she can. It wasn't that she was unfit. Yeah. She would never drank, never smoked in her life. Right. You know, so oh, my mom she worked, I, I, you know, I, two and three jobs. There yeah, my mom so, worked two jobs. There was uh, probably sometimes I didn't see my mom for days. Wow. I felt like. You wow. know what I mean? She would go straight from the hospital. To the bar, bartending. Yeah, my serving. mom was a teacher's aide. Okay, you know, and then she became, then she ended up getting certified and became became a teacher. Right, right, but right. But yeah, man, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was tough, man. See, I always, I like this is why I love talking to people about this, and I also like you and I have worked together before. I consider you a friend of mine. I can, you know, we talk every time. Right. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I do all right. But like, I love, I love doing this because I get to know people that I right. kind of know a little bit from from doing comedy with. Right. And uh, it's always fascinating to find out, like, you know, what makes you funny. You know what I mean? And like, and it is like that hardship, and you know, that struggle, and a lot. But a lot of times, sometimes people come from normal families. Right. Just, you well, know. I think it's just a gift, man. I don't because a lot of people come from hardships and True. stuff, and then they end up being criminals. So, right. well, so and that's go a good point. Way. It's what because, did you choose, though? Exactly. Yeah. Well, like I mean, that day, yeah, Rumpy yeah, punched yeah, me. Yes and no. I had a choice. Because I think you gotta be, you gotta have it in you to be funny. You gotta sure, have yeah. that funny gene. Yeah, you get, you, you really do. I mean, and I remember the first time, the first time I can remember making somebody laugh was when we lived in New York and we had an aunt that yeah. lived with us who was like Alice. She was like the nanny, but she was, yeah, yeah, she yeah. was an aunt, a great aunt actually. Cause my mom and dad were only children, so I remember she cooked breakfast one time. Right, she had grits. She cooked grits, bacon, and scrambled eggs. Yeah. Right, so I ate all my bacon. Ate all my eggs and didn't touch my grits. It looked like fresh snow, right? <laughs> and she goes, "Boy, you ain't eating your grits. You ain't no. That's I take that back." She said, "Boy, you ain't even touched them grits." Yeah. So I took my finger and started poking it in the grits. I'm touching it now, and she reared back to, to Serena Williams <laughs> backhand me. Yeah. 
And they start bursting out laughing, man. And I had to be about maybe, I think, six years old at the time. Yeah. And she started laughing, and then all my brothers and sisters started laughing too. And I think that was the first time I can yeah. remember ever making somebody laugh. And it's addicting. When you, when you, when you make people Absolutely. laugh, it's addicting. But I still didn't know doing stand-up was a job. I, even when no. I, even when I you know, was in college, I didn't know it was real uh, like a job. Oh, like, right. Yeah, I, I mean, I was a class clown, a campus clown in college. I was a school bus cl- clown. Yep. So. I mean, I never knew it was a, it was a profession. I knew who Eddie Murphy was. I knew who sure. Richard Pryor was. I didn't associate, you know, being a being a career comedian with. with yeah, them. I think because when we saw those guys, it was always just like, oh, well, they're actors, right? Like they, oh, you gotta right. be on TV, right? Like that, you right. make money from being on TV, right? You, we, I, I never thought, and even when I was like, I went into like filmmaking first, right? Like just making, you know, independent Film, right. films, thinking like, oh, I'm gonna make a living. Hopefully, one day, I'll someone will pay me to film a commercial. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> no Spielberg aspirations, man. No, I was more. I, I, I found out very quick. Uh, I always did funny stuff, sketch. Right. You know, I just happened to right. had to hold the camera and edit it because right. nobody else would. Right. But, you know, you find that out where it's like, oh, it was addicting to entertain oh, people. Oh, absolutely. It's just like, man, I like making these videos, making people absolutely. laugh. And then, then you start doing live stuff and, you know, yeah. absolutely. But, um, yeah, you never think that it's like. A job, right. And then like, it really didn't hit me until, you know, it's funny. The first comedian I've ever seen in my life live. I was in college, freshman in college. And, you know, they have those free shows on yep. campus. Henry Cho. Henry Cho. Henry Cho. Asian guy yeah. from Tennessee. Don't know him. And uh, though he's been around since forever. Sure. And he has a he has a he's Asian, but he has a thick Tennessee Southern accent. <laughs> I mean it's funny as fuck, man. Right. And, and it's funny, and I've been doing this shit for twenty four years. Yeah. I've not run into Henry Cho at one at all to tell him, hey man, really? you're the first guy I ever seen live do stand up. Really? Yeah, man, it's crazy. Henry Cho. Henry Cho, man. And it's funny now that we're doing those shows. Right. Well, you're 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 way bigger than I am, but right. like you know, doing those shows where you're at a cafeteria with eight students. You remember those days? I be, at UCLA. I did oh. a lot of them shows, man. Yep. A lot yep. of those shows, yeah. man. Woo. Cafeteria with the lights on. Yeah, the lights noon. on. They got a, a they got a risers. Not even a yeah. stage. Is they they got a makeshift stage yep. with risers on. And then it. and then you walk in, you're like, shit, this is not happening. But then right. they're like, oh, but we're gonna pay you fifteen hundred dollars. You're like, right. How you guys doing tonight? Right, right, like, right, right, right. You right. just, you do right, it. Right, right. I remember one time right after the earthquakes in uh, in California, 94. Yeah. Uh, I had to do uh, uh, Northridge, which got hit hard. Really? And they, and they had, the campus was kind of like, not destroyed, but there was some buildings that wasn't. Right. So they had, they had to, we had to do it in the bubble. You know, you see those NFL teams, they have the bubble they practice yeah. in. Yeah. So they had a lot of those as classrooms and stuff. Right. So they, I know you're talking yeah, about that. Yeah. So they had to do that until, you know, the campus got restored. But wow. yeah, I remember doing one in one of those and it was it was just weird. Yeah. Doing comedy inside like a bubble. It was like this little tent. Yeah, a little tent, like you like a freaking Jim Jones revival or something, <laughs> man. Like so you gonna pass out Kool-Aid and shit and like, hey, drink this, you're gonna fucking die. Wow. Well so how old were you when you started stand up? I was twenty three. 23. 23. And so, so, where'd you go to college? Southeast Missouri State. Oh, okay. Before they kicked me out. Yeah. We'll get to that. Not only did I get kicked out, the, the, well, we'll, t- well, we'll get to that. <laughs> get to that. <laughs> well, so when you were going through high school, were all your siblings funny? Like, was it just kind of like... My funny, everybody in my family's funny, man. My mom is funny. She's a, she's a freaky side. So it was like a cut-up family. Yeah, it was like, it's, like, it's like, you know what you see? The, you saw the clumps. Oh, yeah. Nettie Professor, that's how it is at Thanksgiving. Yeah. Everybody's cracking on everybody. And still today? Yeah. Yeah, still to this day, man. It's a little bit edgier now, you know? Yeah, but, right. Uh, yeah. 
Wow. Yeah, it's, it's nuts. So, and then how old was your brother Joe when he went into stand-up? He, he started... Uh, he started in college, actually. Yeah. Like, he started a little bit in college going to little places like that. So we had to be around maybe 20, maybe. Yeah. 20, 20. So you were probably at the age... You well, were... he actually started before then. He had to be like 19. Or so you saw that. him start stand-up when First. you were in high school? When I was... Uh... If he was 19 yeah, No, I was 20. a freshman in college. Right. Okay, okay. So I was a freshman. He was a senior. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I think he was on that five-year plan shit. Right, right, so right. So he was a senior. So, and, uh, so he was on his way out of college, but I used to hear. I mean, no, I take that back. He had already he started in St. Louis after college. He did four years. I'm sorry. He moved out to L.A. Oh, okay. And I was a freshman in college. Oh, okay. And I because I remember seeing him on Apollo. Really. He was on Showtime after Apollo. Yeah. And I remember him sending. Um, I remember him sending uh, photos back. Yeah. He was an extra in Harlem Nights. Eddie Murphy Harlem Nights. So he was sending was photos he? back. With oh, him wow. in, in, in the back, with Eddie Murphy in the background, yeah. and Red Fox, and, and Richard Pryor, man. I was like, wow, wow my brother. So that, that, that got me a lot of pussy back in the day. Oh, that's, that's like, something like, like, oh, like right, you made it. Oh, man, yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. wow. Yeah, so it was like, yeah, he got me a lot of pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so what, uh, what were your other siblings doing? Was anybody else going to entertainment or anything they like that? They should have been, like, but the, you know they didn't. My brother, my oldest brother, older than Joe. Joe's older than me, but my brother's just older than Joe. He was military. Right. He was a writer, more of a drawer and a writer. Right. You know? And then I have a little sister who's really the most talented one in the family mm. when it comes to entertainment. Mm. And uh, she went to school for it. She went to school for it. She wrote plays and won awards yeah. and plays in college wow. and traveled. And she just didn't get into it. She ended up getting pregnant and, you know, yeah. gave, up the, gave up the draws. And Being a mom. married and being a mom. And, that happens. You know, yeah. So. Sometimes people enjoy that. Right. Right, right. Well, she, she, she wants to do... That's not what she really wants to do. Yeah, it's one of those, you know, she's being a mom, but, you know, she's still got that fire in her. Right. I think once her kids are, and they almost yeah. are all of them are out the house now, I think she's probably going to pursue it. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's just fascinating, like, it, that you see your older brother getting to stand-up, then you start doing stand-up. Well, that's how I was growing up, though. I mean, everything my older siblings did, I did. My it's sister, kinda, it's my older like sister that, ran right? track. I ran track. Mm -hmm. My sister ended up going to college and getting a scholarship in track. I ran track, was very good at it, got scholarship offers. Yeah. But two older brothers played football. I played football. Right. My older brother was in a band. I, I was in a band. <laughs> my other older brother was a, was in art. I went to Visual Performing Arts High School and was and was a, a drawer. Right. So everything they did, I did. So what was that decision like? Like you see Joe doing that and you were just like, well, I'm going to do that too. Well, yeah, it's funny because I'm like, I always was a class clown. You know, I was, right. was like the campus clown, ca yep. class clown. So I was like, yeah, I'm like, damn, you could actually make a living doing this shit? Yeah. I got kicked out of class for it. I can actually make okay. Let me yeah. let me give it a real a, a whirl, and I and, and it you know, twenty four years later, man. That's so. How long did you stay in St. Louis doing stand up? I, I didn't. I didn't start in St. Louis. No, you didn't. No, I started. I, I moved to L. A. Not even to get into stand up. Really? I moved to L. A. in ninety two to finish my degree in school. Okay. I was gonna go to UCLA, get my marketing degree. Right. And then. You know, by that time, Jeff Comedy Jam was, was already on. Right. And I was like, wow, you know, these, these are, I saw some cats on there. I'm like, man, I'm funnier than that, dude. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what? Yeah. So then I got to L.A., man, and two weeks after that, man, I said, fuck it, I'm going to try it. So where'd you go up first? I went up to this place. Uh, it's about, it was about maybe 30, 35 minutes outside of L.A. Yeah. I think it was called Mount Claire. And it was, Joe had a show. And Zelda comedian, Def Jam comedy, Ricky Harris. Yeah. And, and uh, I was talking shit. They, they sent a limo to pick up my brother, so of course I rode, and Ricky was in the car, 
and I'm drinking. And I'm like, I'm gonna tear this. I wrote some jokes. I'm gonna tear this. I'm gonna I'm I'm rip this shit tonight. I'm gonna tear it up. I'm because in college, I, they had talent shows, and right. I would just be silly. Like I go on stage yeah. and be silly. Well, and now we realize how easy an audience was when you were in high school, college, right. your college right. friends. Right. Right. So I was just doing being silly, but I still didn't really have aspirations of being a comedian. Right. And then when in St. Louis, I went up one time. You know, this little talent show. I just went up and told a couple of jokes, and it was okay. And I said, man, you know, fuck this. And I went to L.A. and ended up uh, bombing. Oh, my God, I bombed. I bombed. <laughs> How I, much I shit first did your time. brother give you? Oh, they get, let me tell you something. Because on the ride up there, I was talking <laughs> shit. I was like a rottweiler. Rawr, rawr. I'm going to tell this motherfucker. I'm drinking and drinking and drinking. Yeah. Man, I got on that stage and died a death of a thousand dogs. And Ricky Harris laid into me for about 15 minutes, man. On stage, on stage, like afterwards, man. like when I was doing, when I was, when I was, ah. when I was crowd work, I was funny. When I went to my material, it yeah. was shit, <laughs> and I bombed, man. And, they, and, and it was, it was like a forty-minute ride, yeah, you know, back. So they, they oh. moved me the whole way back. <laughs> oh man, that was. But That's I went up the rough. next night, yeah, the very next night, because it was a Wednesday. So that next night was a Thursday. I went up at the Comedy Theater, South Central, Lamert Park. And did a little bit better. Right. And I just I start going up every night. Yeah. Every night. Sometimes two times a night. Three times a night. I sacrifice everything. I ain't worry about bitches. I don't worry about yep. parties. That's what it is. None of that. I was like, you know what? I'm 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 be on stage. Yeah. And I was just trying to find anybody that would give me three minutes. Right. You know, I signed up for I signed up for potluck on Monday nights at the comedy store. You sign up yep. at three o'clock in the afternoon mm -hmm. and and you wait. And the show doesn't start to like uh, eight o'clock. Yep, I've so done you it. Wait, you pull numbers and you you wait there. And luckily, right next door was a hotel. You'd be a Hyatt, right? Yeah, yeah. And they used to have this is back to the good old days when they had happy hour, when they had free popcorn and hot dogs, and 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 all you had to do was buy a soda or a beverage. Right. So that was our meal. Free hot dogs. You know, you're not the first com comedian that's told me. Who, yeah. Um, and, um, we used to go over there on Mondays because Monday Night that. Football would be on. Harlan Williams told me that, I really? think. Yeah. Money, About luck. eating free hot dogs yeah. at the Hyatt. At the Hyatt, man. Yes. Hot dogs, popcorn, and then and then I think water was free. And, but yeah, uh, you would buy you a buy soda your, or yeah. a beer for like two bucks. Exactly. And you, you was good. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you wait because because it's the West Coast. The Monday Night Football came on at five. Yeah. So you 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 know you get that three, you go there, you write a little bit, you wait, you can't wait for the fucking happy hour to start. Right. And then they say, you know, you boom, you got a meal. You're and watching you football, yeah. and then you get on stage at eight. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, you thought you Some got on stage time. at eight. Yeah. Because you'd be on stage, you'd be there waiting. You got an eight o'clock spot, or eight fifteen spot, or eight thirty spot, or nine o'clock spot, and then Eddie Griffin walks in and bumps you. Yeah. Or, or Howie Mandel walks in and bumps yep. you. Or Damian Wayans walks in and bumps you. Yeah. Or, or, or um, T.K. Uh, Carter walks in and bumps you. T.K. Carter. Or Dice Clay walks in and bumps you. Yeah. And now your eight o'clock spot is now eleven fucking o'clock. I'm not trying then, to date you. When what year was this? This when is you This is ninety two. Yeah, ninety three. Yeah. With I, I always say like my first bump, I swear my first trip, I swear to God, and some of my friends know I was at the Hollywood Improv. It was my first set, like on a you know, it was a good night. I think it was a Wednesday night, eight o'clock show. I got bumped by Seinfeld. Oh wow. And I was so and my flight was it I had a red eye that night oh, going shit. home. And I was like, motherfucker and everyone's like, You just got bumped by Seinfeld. Yeah. And he talked to you. 
Like see, that was a, great. Uh, who was who was the first person that bumped you? You got pissed off. I mean, off? I think the first. I mean, like the it, most it, famous person it, when it, you started. All those guys are just named. Yeah, Eddie Griffin was famous. By it always then. happens. And Dice Clay was, you know, was the man, and Damian Wayans, and all yep. those guys. They were. But the thing about it was, the good thing about it was, you got to study. Yeah. You got to watch. You're absolutely those comedians right. work and like you. Yep. And it's funny because you think you wrote the the funniest three minutes in yep. your entire fucking world. Like yep. nobody. Nobody's minutes are better yep. than that. Then you go up and watch Eddie Griffin just destroy. Yeah, you watch one of those sleep. guys talking about the drive over right. for eight minutes, eight minutes and, and murder. And, and murder. You're like, you're like, I'm talking about my whole life. Murder. And it's not good. And you're like, wow. Yep. He you just talked about what he had for lunch. Exactly. Crush. You're right, absolutely right. So, 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 so it was good. You right. know, you, you take it and you and you use it. You don't right. get mad because they bumped you. Right, right. It makes you want to work harder so you can be in that position to bump somebody one day. Absolutely. So, Yeah, and it's funny you say something that I, I always say to like younger comics. I'm, I'm not saying like I'm not, you know, I'm still pretty young, you know, but but guys starting out and, you know, they they talk, you know, they, they go do shows and they're trying to meet women. And, and what you said, and I always have t I told a couple guys, I said, what you need to do, like they break up with their girlfriend, right? right. Their girlfriend, they don't want them going doing stand-up, right. blah, blah, blah. Right. They break up with their girlfriend. I say, you know what? Comedy is now your girlfriend. I know. I used to say that all the right? time. I used to say, comedy was my girl. Yep. I said, that's, that's, they said, you gotta, I said, that's my wife. Yep. It brings me up. It yep. puts me down. Put food on my table. It, that's yep. my bitch. And yep. the thing about it was... There were guys out in LA who did comedy for for pussy, mm -hmm. and I and I, I and I and I found out who those guys was really quick, and I disassociated myself with those guys because they weren't in it for the true craft of it. Right. Like I had this one dude who was he was from LA, yeah. and was like, oh man, he knew I was you know my brother's already made, he's already in poetic justice and did Def Comedy Jam and right. and did all the things, so he was already famous. Yeah. So you know he this guy tried to latch on to me because of who my brother was. Right. And because he was from LA. He knew L.A., and I, I was just learn, learning L.A. So it was like a comedy duo. Like, okay, we want to get on stage together. Oh, man, let's go to, let's go to these nights together. Right. But then he would introduce me not as Guy Tory. I used to go by Guy T before yeah. that. I was going by the world-famous Guy T. And he was like, hey, this is Joe Tory, bro. That's how he introduced me to girls. Mm. This is Joe Tory, bro. This is Joe Tory, bro. This is Joe Tory, bro. Yeah. And I was like, I, I peeped game. I was like, you know what? Let me get away from this motherfucker. Yeah. And he's not even doing stand-up to this day. He never did anything. Right, right, right. Only thing I saw him online a couple of years ago, he was kind of still doing stand-up, and he was somebody put online one of the worst bombs ever. Like, <laughs> this motherfucker bombed like crazy that it got, went viral. He's still around? He, he, he went viral. That's the only thing I've ever seen him on. But that's because his head so was funny. in the right place. In the, right. I mean, the wrong place. He wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't trying to do stand-up for real. Yeah, what's the guys that, you know, that just go out and they want to hang out or they want to, right. you know, network. Right. They think it's all that. You know, meanwhile, you know, the, the comics that are in the back of the comedy store watching, you know, Sebastian work right. or, you know, some guys work. And then all the other guys are out networking. No, I'm, I'm going to go watch some craft. Right. You know, absolutely. Right. right. But I always say, too, I joke with my wife and I say, like, comedy is my side chick. Hey, you know, like I leave at night. Comedy, my main I, bitch. I, 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 I sneak out at night to go hang out with my side <laughs> chick, funny. and that's comedy. Like that's what it I is. I told my wife when we were dating, when I was when I was married, I was like, "Look, don't make me choose. Yeah, it's an easy decision. Yeah, I love you, but this is this is this is my first love. Right, right. So if you go, if you're trying to compete with this stand up, you're gonna lose, baby. <laughs> right. And she lost, but I know. <laughs> you were married. Woman. She's a good woman. I was married. Yeah. How long were you married? Six years. Six, Six years. years. Yeah. yeah. Wait. Good woman, good woman. Were you recently divorced? Co uh, I've been divorced years? for about six, seven years. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Still bitter. Go ahead. Yeah, no kids. <laughs> no kids. 
No kids. No kids, man. How have you, uh, you know, because you're, uh, I don't want to say how old you are. I don't care. Like, I'm fucking 47. 47, you have no kids. Why never I'm kids? I'm straight, dick work. I know. Rare. It's and amazing. I'm black. How rare is that? Goddamn I'm, I'm a unicorn. That's so I'm funny. Goddamn unicorn. Oh, man. I wish I could remember a, fr- a buddy of mine did a joke like that and he elaborated on it. It's, uh-huh. it's hysterical. But that is funny. I mean, you know, but why, why never kids? Like it's just you know what we, we, when we were married we weren't neither one of us was ready for it yet yeah. she wanted to you know she just moved to L A from St Louis and she was trying yeah. to fill out what she wanted to do with her life was she hometown girl you knew no we okay. we're seven years apart oh okay yeah, seven years apart she just happened to be from St Louis yeah okay. yeah I met her when I was home one weekend oh okay yeah. okay so so uh, so yeah just no kids man and then, and then it just didn't really wasn't really going well and it's like I'm glad we didn't have kids though because that would have right. been that would have made the breakup even tougher. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? It definitely. That's yeah, when yeah. I see that it's hard. Yeah. It's hard. I've seen my brother go through that where having a baby mama yeah. and, and you know them baby mamas. Yeah. They say baby mama drama. Yeah, right. It's baby mama drama. How many kids does Joe have? Joe has uh, one, two, three, 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 four, four. four. He has a baby mama. Then he has. Um, I'm sorry. No, he just has three. Tripping. Yeah, yeah. He has two by his wife, his current wife, right, right, and then one before. Okay, yeah, yeah, that's tough. I'm thinking you... of his his baby mama got a got a got another one. Oh, too. okay, okay. So I was I was including that, but that's not Joe's. Do you ever regret that? Do you ever not feel like you want to have kids not or no? I you're you're. I mean, I know I for me being, I mean, 35. I just turned 35 yesterday. That's uh, right. Yeah, and I took my first shot in months with you, and it got me turned in about 48 seconds. <laughs> um, but no, like I I see you know you and I'm like. Like, man, like for a second, you're like, that's that's the shit. Like, it is that's, shit. It's, like for like, I know you, know, you gotta say the, the politically correct things because you got kids. You don't want to seem like. But, oh no, you know. my wife listens to every podcast, right? You know, but like, but no, as a married, you know, I I married young because I wanted to. Right. I, I wanted this beautiful wife too. Oh, my wife is amazing. I I couldn't be doing what I'm doing without her. You know what I mean? I say that. See, you got to find that one that gets oh, it. Though I, she she does. You know what I'm saying, but she saw results right. every time I said I'm gonna do something. She knew I would go do it. She believed in me. So if you ever say, I'm going to kill myself, she expected you to She knows go she goes, she, he might be serious. He might be serious. He might <laughs> and he'll do it efficiently as well. Right. <laughs> she knows I'll find a good angle. <laughs> uh, but um, but no, of course, like I see that and I'm like, wow, like that's that's not bad. That's a good life. Hey, man. You know, it's I mean, not that it's, I regret. Yeah, no, it, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, it, it's, if there's times it's like, yo, you get a little lonely. Sure. Times. I mean, I'm on the road 40 weekends a year, man. Yeah. You know, uh, no wife, no kids, no dog. I ain't even got a plant living in my goddamn condo. <laughs> I got nothing living but germs from girls that had been over there, <laughs> DNA. But, <laughs> but no, man. Um, you know, you, I, I, in hindsight, I mean, if it would have happened, it would have happened. But it didn't, right. so I'm not mad. Right. But you, uh, do you feel like you have, like, you do have a big family. You have nieces and nephews. Nieces and nephews, yeah. About you know? 13, 14 on the little motherfuckers. Do you ever feel like, oh, man. Uh, do you ever feel like, though, without kids, do you feel like your fans are, like, part of your family? I've heard comedians say that. Comedians without kids. My friends are. Yeah, my right. My friends. Okay. My friends are, like, my, 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 right. my family. Yeah, so that makes sense. my friends more than I do my, my actual family. Right. So, Yeah. Because you probably have to fly over to. But I'm a, I'm a, yeah, but I'm you know I'm a, I'm a, I'm a loner too. Yeah. A lot of times, you know. So, um, 
My jokes are my kids. That's how I really feel. I feel oh, like yeah. my jokes are my kids. You incubate them, breastfeed them. Hey, man. Teach them how to walk. So, and then you're not true. supposed to like some more than others, but... <laughs> you really you, love you, one? There's some jokes you like more than others. Like one, one, one of you them? You mean, you got kids. Tell oh, yeah. the truth. Do you like all your kids equally? You don't have to say which one you like. I, you more. know, I do. Let's tell the truth. You have, I do. Don't fucking lie. I do. You know... You like all your kids equally. Yeah, I do. You don't have like your first one because that's your first one. You don't, you don't no, like that one a it, little bit more because that's you your think, first like, one. And you think too, like here's the thing, like you know, people know I talk about it on stage. You know, people kind of know my kids through you know comedy. But like my son, he's goofy, he's right. funny, he's a boy. But then my older daughter, she's sweet and she's like my wife and she's smart. See, I, see, I don't have kids, so I don't know. But you, you know, so yeah, it's hard to explain. It's but I have like jokes, right? But you, but you love them kind of. Differently. Differently. But equally. Yeah. See, and, and, and that's the same thing, Kind of like your parents sometimes, you know? I love my, both my parents the same. Like, right. Oh, yeah. Right. But 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 my, my jokes are like, I have some that are my favorites, but I still love all of them. Sure. Like, if I could do every joke in a set, I will. Yeah, right. But that then I don't have three hours on stage. You know? Yeah, right, right. You know, I get, a, I get an hour and, and it's right. tough, but it's like, you know. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, hey, uh, I appreciate it, brother. Hey, I do. Good, man. It's always good for you. It's always good hanging with you. I love watching you work. Appreciate I love likewise, uh, man. You, man. You know, I I won't kick you off the show because you're funny like some other uh, headliners do. <laughs> Come on, Rob, Rob Schneider. Oh shit! Uh, people know that story. Uh, people are like you need to keep telling that story. I heard that story on on local radio, and they talked about that shit for three weeks, and I was like, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm, I was like, I'm never gonna be in an Adam Sandler movie. <laughs> He barely backing them. So yeah, who gives who a cares? fuck? It's all right. Man. I know, what's right? Written, what's, what's written for you is written for you. I know, right? God has your name on the script, man. He got your name on the script. Absolutely. So that's what it is. Adam Sandler is the coolest. He actually was the one that put me in the animal. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So, you know, you don't have to get along with Rob to be an Adam Sandler. Right, right, right. I'm not worried about it too much. Don't. <laughs> don't I appreciate it, brother. Hi, right, Thanks so much. Man.